an assessment of what occurred, mm-hmm. right? And part of me kind of agrees with you guys that maybe it was over the top, mm-hmm. right? But that's, you know, whoever the government that's in place at that time, it's a lose-lose situation, right? If you don't do anything, you're going to get hammered for not doing anything. If you do anything, well, you look right? At the, <laughs> if, yeah. if you don't do enough, you're going to get hammered for not doing enough. And if you do something, you're going to get hammered for that something. Yeah. It's still not going to be enough for the others, yeah. right? You know, lose, lose, lose. So looking back on it, I think, yeah, you know what? We probably hurt ourselves economically. Um, oh, yeah. Right? I'd, so yeah. I'd say I, that's, that's un- Unnecessarily, solid. right? And yeah. yes, we may have imposed some things that didn't need doing, yeah. right? I don't think necessarily it was just a hysterical thing, right? It was, it was more... Uh, a benign, benevolent, erring on the side of caution, but yeah, too far on the side of caution. Like right? I, I think, I think, um, I'd say it started that way. People, like you, should be forgiving of things that the governments did up to like the middle 2020. of twenty twenty. For me, it was the third wave. Yeah, the third wave was the I forget exactly the calendar date of that, but that's when it that was the tipping. Third point. wave was in at twenty one, wasn't it? Somewhere around there. Yeah, I can't remember. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I do remember in July 2020, July 1st, like the, the mask mandate got lifted and I was happy about that, right? Oh, I was the, other, the other part of me is just, I'm so fucking tired of it, I don't give a shit. It's out of mind, right? It's it's in the past. Well, I, mean, I, and, I don't and, even and, think and most people, I don't, don't think about it really either, right? Like, no, it I comes don't up, think about it too much, no. It's just a cold. Like my dad, I would like to see some accountability. My, yeah. Well, that's that, that's what everybody wants to see. Is some yeah. some, especially in yeah, yeah. But in this polarized society, basically, but that's the problem. Is the well, okay, polarization so what, is yeah. kind of if we're talking accountability, yeah, right. Everyone's looking at it from all sides. What we need to be able to pull off is truth and reconciliation, South Africa style, the way they did when Mandela came Say to with power. With COVID, with COVID, yeah, like just in, in well regarding any social issue, right? Because everyone's everyone's up in arms. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at each other going, whoa, 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 right? You, 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 right? And that's why I kind of went meh the other day when you were looking for, okay, let's hold the government accountable for doing this thing. What thing? Uh, the Emergencies Act, right? Oh. How, how do we hold a government accountable? Yeah, that, that was the debate I, going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know right? if it's going to happen. I right? Well, I don't think there will really be any... any but, any. My, again, my response is like, uh, right? Because, the, you know, present yeah. company... Excluded. Yeah. Right? Most people and, out there scream for this shit. And, and right? I, don't want to hold themselves. They don't want to be held accountable. And for I don't anything, know right? if that's a precedent we really want. Well, I mean, this, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, and, and that's why I blame, ultimately, mm-hmm. I, I look at the protesters and I go, you know what? You guys are a bunch of sh- shitty little people. Yeah, but doing shitty little yeah, things, then, and someone needed to hold you guys accountable. Why the, why the differential treatment though between and, and that's the other that's the other president I'm worried about. Why the differential treatment between the wet sweating protesters and the COVID guys? Okay, and I'm going to start out by responding to that with yes, that's a tricky concept. So I'm not agreeing with treating different things differently right yeah. but in a lot of ways a lot of context and I've, i think i've put this on the table before right when you are the demographic mm-hmm. that holds the power and has held the okay. power for a long time and you've been the majority right yeah, who is that now like when you say the demographic do you mean like say let's the, let's the political plurality or like a cultural thing let's or let's uh... go back let's 
go back 50 years. Yeah. Now we're talking mid-70s. Mid-70s, right? okay. So up to this point in Canada, white male patriarchy. Ah, right? okay. okay. Now I follow what you mean. Okay. Right? Yep. So we've still got holdouts in our society 50 mm-hmm. years later mm-hmm. where men are feeling threatened, mm-hmm. right? And there are, what about men's rights, mm-hmm. right? Where, and, and the one that really bugs me is, you know, uh, everyone's all right about black lives and brown lives and, mm-hmm. and black rights and all these things. What about, and gay rights, you know, mm-hmm. what about white rights? You know, I got a, I got a certain amount of problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the wet sweat in, in particular, what we've had coming up for the last, well, it's been actually been building since 2015 and, and Trudeau stepped into the breach and said he was going to do something about mm-hmm. our relationship with the aboriginals, right? And then did fuck all about it, mm-hmm. right? Canada has been facing a reckoning with its, with the native population mm-hmm. since that time. So nine years now. And... That's what we're looking at. So that's part of the what's wetting thing. That, that's right? a question I'd like to see a reporter ask ask uh, Trudeau. Do you think Gordon Downey would be happy with life? Yeah, right. Yeah, because if you lost the last oh, the last concert and how that was so cringe. It was. Oh my god! I, I, did you did Gordon you Gordon pub uh, Trudeau in, Trudeau at, at the last at the last oh hip show in Kingston? God. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was he thought it he's was he's the guy who's going to take care of the people in the north that we were all taught to forget oh, about. Oh yeah, it was, just, it was just yeah. hero worship. Yeah, like it was, was, it like, was unseemly. It was unseemly. I'm like, yeah. I, you know what? Gord is allowed to have his own politics. Sure, and that and yeah. that show was for yeah. Gord, right? You know, do, I get yeah. You do you. You do you, Gord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But still, is like, like oh, Gord, Gord. But Gord. you know, that's not going to age well. <laughs> yeah, politics is like is like religion. Yeah. It's okay to have your views, but it's a personal thing. Yeah. Well, you, know, the, you, you don't just wear it on your sleeve. Right? The, the, the yeah. thing, like, I, if I ask you, like, hey, man, what's your political view on this? Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of like the it, the exact analogy is like the guy who is like hyper religious, like the born again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And say, so how are you doing? Uh, you know, hey, hey Steve. Uh, how was your weekend? I see you at work. We're on the water cooler. What's going on? I say, well, you know, uh, things are good because I dedicate my life to Jesus. Yeah. And I go, like, oh. Or, or the, have you heard the news? Yeah. The, <laughs> have you heard the good news? Yeah, I love that. The good word. Or, or the ongoing trope about vegans, right? You know, What's that? It's, it's, you know, the joke is always like, you, you always know a vegan because oh. he keeps telling you he's a vegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll tell yeah. You. Or, or a CrossFit guy. A CrossFit How do you know guy. somebody's a CrossFit? Well, they'll tell you. Or a, tes- <laughs> or a Tesla owner. Or- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. It's like, like, yeah, you can have your thing, but if somebody doesn't ask for that information, it's best, you know, just be private. You know, it's, it's a yeah. personal thing. Like, it, it's awkward. Like, like, uh, uh, it's kind of like so. So, Steve, how was you know like? Uh, well, I, I I guess you went went somewhere with your girlfriend. How was that? Oh, great! I, doggy style is my favorite. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I didn't Tell me you're recording that. this. I didn't need to know that. Okay. So I I think. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to suggest it's not, it's not something you leave in polite conversation. The problem. Um, the thing is, it's funny you bring up Gord Downey and the tragically mm-hmm. hit. What bothered me. Or stood out for me about that was just like, again, it's it's part of this whole thing we've got going on as a society. It's like everyone got on board. It's almost it became this hysteria. Oh mm. no, Gordon is dying. Oh, yeah, it's unfortunate, right? It was it right. Was. 
not dissing that, right? But it's no. it's not about Gord Downey, and it was unfortunate, right? I, I put a rant but, out on actually the day it was announced they had the press conference that about his his about about terminal his, diagnosis about his diagnosis yeah. yeah I put a rant out on Facebook because I was watching him I was up in Wano uh, on BC right and they had CBC on mm-hmm. inside the uh, convenience store yeah uh, that that it was basically the only thing in Wano besides two open camps but um, <clears throat> and so immediately after the press conference uh, they host CBC started to try this. Uh, start this hashtag uh, courage for Gord and they wanted you to tag uh, using the hashtag you go usually go on Instagram or Twitter or whatever yeah. and 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 film yourself or you and your friends sing, singing cur- uh, like courage a, the song yeah, courage yeah, right yeah. the hip song right and so I put a rant on Facebook about that just yeah. like no yeah don't do that yeah, don't do that <laughs> Gordon yeah. and his family yeah. are going to need money. Buy hip albums. Yeah, yeah. Buy yeah, hip exactly. tickets. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's how you help Gord you, yeah. and his family. You don't do it by putting a stupid... Uh, yeah. By badly covering their song. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, this isn't American yeah, freaking yeah. Idol, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean... Spare us the virtue signaling. For put me... Put your money where your yeah. mouth is. And I, my, like, my, my thing was, I hate hashtag activism. It doesn't... Yeah. Right? But, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on, Trent. Well, I mean, for me, it was... <clears throat> On the one hand, I can't remember if it was before then or since then, um, the lead singer of Spirit of the West went through a yes, similar thing. Yes, That was right? equally tragic, man. I right? loved that band. But but nobody went through that, right? What nobody, no, nobody. but I mean, Spirit of the West never achieved the same yeah, fame that yeah, tragically. They didn't, yeah, yeah. They, but, didn't have the same, they didn't have the same same market, I guess, yeah. But what also bothered me was Leonard Cohen died sometime around yeah. the same time, mm-hmm. right? That guy's a fucking global he, icon he had right? a there was a there not was, not that same amount there wasn't the not same that orgiastic s- yeah yeah not, hero not this, worship well not this hair yeah. pulling well and yeah. and, and, and Co- cohen's uh cultural penetration yeah. was to an older demographic as yeah. boomers and, and, and his was more sudden though wasn't right? it like we didn't have the warning that we did with i think yeah. he just died yeah he just died i think yeah like, he did we didn't have this months long alex it, trebek style yeah um, um, farewell, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's it was. Just, it was. It, it, it just. I will say though that the international accolades that came in for Cohen, well, yeah. of course, were considerable as, as, as compared to say Downey was largely unknown outside of Canada. Well, well that's was, not true because Eddie Vedder gave him a shout out the last because the um, I, I said largely, largely unknown. Like say compared to Cohen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose, but yeah, like because Pearl Jam was doing a concert the same yeah. night that the Hip did the last show, yeah. and Eddie Vedder was mentioned. So Give a shout like, out to Gord Downey, and they tragically ever doing their last show tonight while we're doing this. That's concert. cool. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's just the 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 so the, hip, the Hip definitely had a lot of within the music community within the music industry, kind of like Rush. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe didn't have the market I, I share. We will not think, be mentioning yeah. tragically hip in the same sentence as Rush. Thank you very <laughs> well, much. No, the, the Rush, the uh, Rush, I think has yeah. actually more more global penetration than yes. the hip did. But the but, hip made that decision but, to like stink. Rush, Canadian. Rush was had never had the same kind of market share, like within music uh, fandom, but within the music industry. Yeah, to other musicians. Rush was legendary. Not to the fandom. Like, they're, they're, I, I think been, Rush had better had better uh, like better penetration, penetration globally. Oh than, yeah, than they hundred percent. Oh, yeah, their but, fan base is second only to the Grateful Dead. But um, there are not legions of musicians who said, "Yeah, I, I'm a hack compared to Tragically Hip." No, no, that's true. Yeah, no. When it comes down to it, they yeah. were a pop rock group, and they were popular. 
Yeah, I right? mean, but it's it's all that again. It's it's all that like but I'm just centered. They, uh, they, they were good. The hip was good. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love their music, but they are not considered technical. Yeah, no, no, no. They're not the icons. They're not the icons that craft that, that Getty Lee and, and Neil Peart and, and Neil Peart were. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, like they're not. They're not considered master technicians. You know, and that's what. Yeah. That's see well, to me. Yeah. That's what it became. It was this yeah. this yeah. mass self centered, yeah. self indulgent well, hysteria and, the, of, of the masses. That, that just, well, I will also say that uh, the tragically hip had music that really appealed to Ontario, mm-hmm. and that's where our media. And I'm not faulting them for that. You you write about what you know, hmm. um, but our our media, um, our how would you say our media mechanism, our our media machinery hmm. is heavily biased, or you know, not biased, but say focused or themselves. Um, the tragically hip really resonated with with people in Ontario mm-hmm. because they they told their songs or their their songs spoke their story and their history and and. Not exclusively, no, but for a large part, yeah. And so, uh, when our legacy media looked at the tragically hip, they saw themselves, and I think that's why they really gave them the kind of coverage that they didn't give, say, to Spirit of the West, or didn't give to, say, a similar band like Big Sugar, mm-hmm. uh, or other, um, or Les Cowboys Fragrance, or something like that. Uh, you know, who did who did similar. You know, who have a similar kind of style, or 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 how would no, you I mean, say the hip guy subject what, matter? Right? The hip got what they did on the on their own merits, and I don't sure, I don't did, fault yeah. them that. Yeah. What I'm talking about it was was the the again it was the self indulgent, mm. grief stricken mm. nonsense that that the masses and that was like giving the people what they want, yeah, supply and demand, right? This is what the yeah. people wanted. This is what the people needed for themselves, and that's why I'm kind of looking at the the greater population mm. and going really. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about, we got on this. We were talking about... Kind of culture war stuff. Culture, yeah, cultural snobbery, I think you were talking, you gave the term. Well, you brought up... Uh, How did we get here? We It was talking about... God, we're seeing Gord Downey uh, and doing some unspeakable oh, oh, act to you, talking, to right. We were talking about reconciliation, how there's a, yeah, yeah. How there's a promise made that's not kept. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something that, oh yeah, we were talking about COVID and accountability on COVID. Um, for me, uh, to go back where we, like we were talking about a tipping point, mm-hmm. that on the first and second waves, yeah, we were erring on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. And there was no living memory of anywhere of how to respond to something, uh, to, a, to a problem of that scale. So I think everyone was was very much willing to kind of say, "Hey, man, yeah, like, let's cut these guys a break." Yeah. Be they whatever side of the aisle they were on, people were pretty understanding of uh, governments with the actions they were taking. Say, so, "Yeah, maybe maybe it's right to do. Maybe this is wrong." But the point is, we we have no way of judging at this point. Let's be generous. Let's you know cut these guys a break. They're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. I think the change came when we got to say the third wave because at that point the population began to say okay we've been through this before we do have a lot of an idea 
We've got precedent. We've got context. Yeah, we know what works. We know what doesn't we've work. Learned, yeah, we've learned some stuff, right? Like, and yeah. we learned a few it, things. The thing was, <clears throat> I think reasonable people expected that, you know, the 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 plan should change right. as we learn more about this, right? right. And, and in it, some and places in some places it did, and yeah, in some places, places it, it didn't. Did. And in some right. places the reaction of um I'm going to not extending from uh public health agencies through mm. basically the executive branch of all levels of government in in across the Western world. Yeah. Which then enforced this the the writ of public health. Yeah. It be that that desire for change and adaptation was interpreted as a challenge to their authority. Mm-hmm. And they reacted very territorially and with hostility. And it became about, you know, you don't question me. Mm-hmm. Bending I'm, the knee. Yeah. I'm gonna, and that's <clacht> where I want accountability. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's been a theme that we've debated back and forth. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to continue to push back against that to a certain extent. I'm, and I'm going to mm-hmm. take something that you just described as occurring at the third, like until mm-hmm. we got to the third wave, everyone on both sides of the aisle were reasonable. And I think I, mm-hmm. I'm going to call, I'm going to push back against that yeah. because I actually started seeing it very, very, very early. Right. Um, and it eventually it just became like everything else in our society. Like, like in say the social resistance media, to, you know, to public health measures. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right and and it to me it was just this ugliness this ugliness we see online all the time, right? And it started with uh, you started seeing people making fun of people wearing masks in their cars, mm-hmm. right? And so I saw the first one of those nights, chuckled at, it. I thought, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, that's funny, yeah. right? They said, well, why would that's yeah, just, why that's just would goofy. You, why that's, would you wear your mask in your car? That's like, just yeah. if you're alone in your car. Why would right? you do this? So, but someone and then there. someone yeah. pointed out, and this is, and yeah. I think this, and I, this isn't to toot my own horn. Yeah, right. I just think this is what people need to be able to do. Right. Someone pointed. out. I managed to hear something on the radio, and someone pointed out that when you put on a mask and you go into London Drugs, mm-hmm. come back out to your car, you could take your mask off. But you're touching it with hands that were just mm. exposed around other people. And you're touching doorknobs, you're touching yeah. product, yeah. right? If you leave your mask on, you're not touching less it. Less contamination. Not, less contamination, less risk of it, right? And I thought, hmm, that makes some sense, right? I, I guess. So, and, yeah, and again, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, right? I just, I just assumed it was, you got so used to it being on your face, they just forgot. And that's, and that's another thing, too. Like, I, I, I assumed, assumed that was most of it. Yeah, and, okay. and what it came down to for me is two things started happening. First of all... I started seeing this more and more and more, and it it, it went from uh, humorous observation mm-hmm. to ridicule uh, to um, abuse, mm-hmm. right? The, this attitude towards people for wearing their mask in their car, and then, and and I'm like, what the fuck does it matter? Like, how how much control do you need? And these are people who are mm-hmm. coming from the don't step on me and tell me what right. to do, right? Yeah. Somehow they're feeling, and we've had that discussion. Before, I think this right? this goes back to the death of good faith because it's yeah. it's you see this, and I assume the internet is supercharged, but you see this and you immediately assume that the reasoning for this behavior you don't like, regardless of how benign it is, mm-hmm. is the worst reason it could be in your perspective, right? Right. So the person wearing the mask in their car 
is is not doing so because they just forgot to take it off or they did or whatever the benign reason is that it's on there. It's it's because, it's because they're, they're a mask wearing fanatic. They're mask wearing fanatics. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I need to take that a step further. Yeah. For me, it's just I feel a need to be a nasty cunt to other people, and that's what I'm going to do. Right. That's all it is. It's it's just. I feel like being a nasty person. I have the freedom to be a nasty person here, and therefore I'm going to be a nasty person. There is nothing about it. You know, they they try and find a reason for it, but fundamentally, that's what it comes down to, right? Is it? I don't know. Is it? Is it? Or are they seeing because they're getting to the wrong place? So they're assuming that this person is doing it because they're mm-hmm. a bash wearing fanatic, and they see that person as being of a piece with the people they feel that are oppressing them. Yes, and so it's not. It, a desire it, to be mean. It's it, it's it's not a desire to be mean, but this is a physical manifest threat manifestation yeah. of the thing that's oppre- no, that's I, making yeah. them feel oppressed. I think that this, and again, I've mentioned this before, and and I typically, I, I'm going to, first of all, I use the terms left and right, which mm. we've had many discussions about. Port Starboard, no, right? After, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it did quickly politically. Break down across those right. lines. I, I see a nastiness on the mm-hmm. right, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and, and it's just, and I've characterized it that way in a lot of ways. It's, it's, for me, it's, the right is about power, it's about wealth, and those two things go together, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's all intertwined with a, a need to be able to look down on other people uh, negatively. But that, right. that also has a mirror image on the left. Yeah, I was so, just, I was just so saying. So here's that, my thing. My that thing is, kind of is exactly the way I see the left. Yeah. yeah. So my my thing is is it's, it's it's this is not the right and left thing. It's just there's these kind of people. Yeah. And they yeah that could be right. Well, the like reason it's it's a, it's a there are people with yeah who want power and wealth and want to look down on other people. Yeah. And, and those people exist on both sides. I think that's the nub of our conversation is, is power. And I, I don't want to get into that right now, right at this moment. The reason I differentiate between the left and right, because mm-hmm. I feel that in the past, what we'll call old left versus new left, that wasn't a thing, right? And while I don't have a lot of tolerance for the new left, mm-hmm. right, um, the difference that is still there is what while their acts are nasty right and ill-advised and ill-informed and it just poorly thought out mm-hmm. right there's not an inherent nastiness for the sake of nastiness that comes with that right i think across the board social media has allowed for that and created that as as, as what's the word i'm looking for just as a the potential for that mm-hmm. this has brought that out in people. But I think that's always been more dominant on the right, eh, not on the left. The left has its own fucking issues right now, right? It's yeah. it's that they're pushing all this stuff. Like you were talking earlier about, um, you know, someone being able to categorize. Well, you know, I've got, you know, notwithstanding my anti-vax or my vax mm-hmm. views, mm-hmm. right? You, did you I, just say you're an anti-vaxxer? No. Did you not, just say, did you? <laughs> notwithstanding my vaccination first yeah. of all it might surprise anyone on my moderation mm-hmm. for that approach but my approach to abortion mm-hmm. gun control uh and support for you're israel moderate yeah you're all these things right in they fact, are gonna take away 
You're a lefty card. Yeah, we, we need to fire him and get something more progressive in here. Yeah! I'm sorry. <laughs> I failed you all. You and you. It's, it's, it's like if you come in wearing a MAGA hat, I'm telling well, you. Well, that ain't happening. I'm not so sure. That ain't happening. I'm you might so do it sure. ironically. You might do it ironically. I might do it ironically. <laughs> I don't have my Mac Pap shirt yeah. on today. I should Anyway, sorry. Go on. Go on. Uh, you were talking about kind of like a nastiness that you, you, you yeah, see that on, is, on the right. I mean, now, is this something you would say, can we talk about a new right as well as a new left? And would you say that this nastiness is is a feature of it, or do you think it's something that's we have say continuity, say going back to the fifties or sixties? Well, no, I, I think again, it's all it's all in degrees. Mm-hmm. I think it was more there on the right. Mm-hmm. It's there have been elements of it. Yeah, but we've talked about old right and old left. You know, the 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 analogy I always go back to is, um, you know, the Lahey conservatives mm-hmm. that died out with the Klein conservatives. Right, right, and when I think it was. One cabinet minister from the Lougheed era, era yep. died, and at his funeral, Ray Martin walked in, mm. was going to sit at the back, and the Lougheed conservatives who were there said, Ray, what are you doing sitting back there? Get up mm-hmm. here with us. Right. Whereas the Klein conservatives were all sitting in the back. Right. Right. So that's what the Lougheed conservatives, because they, they considered Ray Martin more, more one of them. Mm-hmm. Than the new guys coming in, right? And you start seeing a lot of that around the same time. That's when uh, Bush one was saying, "If you're not with us, you're against us." So late '90s, change of the century, early aughts. Yeah, there was, there was, a, there was yeah. a lot of that. A thousand I, points of light, you know, like well, a thousand points of light was city on the. That was uh, Bush senior. That was Bush forty one. Yeah, a thousand yeah. points of light. City on the hill was Reagan. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, that conviviality that, that was of, Reagan. Oh, yeah, City on the Hill, yeah, that was, Reagan, Hill that was Reagan's. Uh, that was that was a uh, ad campaign for uh, yeah, Reagan's yeah. second term. Right, right. But uh, for the young people out there, Ronald Reagan was a performer. <laughs> for the young people out there, yeah. I have this joke yeah. with, with my younger cousin, who's a, a I guess I'm technically an elder millennial, but yeah, but his frame of reference and my frame of reference are completely different. And so my frame of reference is basically with the. With my parents' generation, right? Sure. Like, if they say something, I know what they're talking about. Right. Right? I may know it better than they do for some reason. Right? So, <clears throat> at like a vacation, a couple of years, family vacation a couple of years ago, uh, we would talk about something, We, you know, whether it was, you know, 70s or 60s music or something like that, or, or this person or that person, and, and it would be, uh, and I would turn to them. So to Elder Splain, <laughs> Elder Splain, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Elder Splain. John, John, John Bonham. Yeah, was the so drummer of Led Zeppelin, which yeah. was a rock and roll band in yeah. the, from the Great Britain in nineteen sixty. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and so he's like, and so I do that all the time. You know, like we we talk about something, I could turn to him, turn to him, and go, "Do you need me to Elder Splain for you?" He's like, yeah. and he'd be yeah. sometimes yeah. he'd be, yeah, 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 actually, yes. <laughs> like, okay, so on this theme, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff. That I was really but I think, well, I just sorry, I just want to. Yeah, I think sorry. the the trend mm-hmm. that this, like. The conviviality between uh, po- politicians of of yesteryear uh, of yesteryear and 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 of others of opposite stripes or yeah. opposite sides of the political spectrum, but that that tradition of remaining uh, friendly, our friends, cordiality, on, our yeah. friends on the other side, yeah, well, right? our colleagues, yes, or in in yeah. in uh, question period, right, like, Mr. Speaker, my learned colleague, 
yeah, you know, is mistaken. That's yeah. it's a generational thing, right? This yeah. this 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 bitterness, this this anger, this meanness. I think transcends the political spectrum, and right? I think it's generational. Well, I I would agree. With right? you. We we've had that discussion mm. on a number of fronts that. Right. Something that we've reached a watershed as a society because we're in, like we're in the we're in the Gen X moment, the junior the junior Gen X moment now with mm-hmm. Polyev and, and Trudeau, mm-hmm. and they can't freaking stand each other. No, no, they can't. Yeah, right? they they well, no, and they're the products yeah. of their times, right? Because yeah. and we start seeing that, mm. like, because uh, even I, Steve, I even think, Stephen you know, Harper and Jean Chrétien are happy to be photographed together in public. They don't yeah. care. They they get yeah. along. Yeah, right. But what, I, actually, I, I agree with you. I think it started in the nineties. Under, At the end of the Cold War. Yeah, and yeah. under Chrétien, this is why I first started. It was when Chrétien, uh, there was a protest, and he grabbed a protest yes, by the Yes, by the throat. neck. Yes, right? yes. And it was arising out of that that the response was 100% about spinning the situation mm. as positively as possible for Chrétien and the government at yeah. the time. Yeah. Right? So, And that's where politics became... Uh, all about spin in Canada, anyway. Well, I don't know. I think it goes right. way earlier than that. But. Well, and I, it, but it, it took on a particular. That's why I <clears> first started <throat> noticing. Okay, they weren't responding to issues anymore. Mm-hmm. It was just responding to what imagery the public had decided yeah. were. Yes, the yeah. optics. Right. Yeah. What the public had decided was the issue right now. That's what we have mm-hmm. to deal with. Right. And so, and we we saw that uh, with Obama in 08 when he leveraged Twitter. We mm-hmm. saw that with. Uh, Trump and Trudeau in fifteen. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it started is on the American side. It started with Clinton, right? Like once the Lewinsky scandal hit, and everything was spin. Everything was spin. Yeah, right. Hillary Clinton did everything she could behind the scenes to literally destroy Monica, and she literally ruined Monica Lewinsky's life. That uh, wasn't politics, though. Well, it was politics. Well, except that was personal. Yeah, that was personal. Well, he got impeached over it, though. Oh, but that was the Republicans doing that. That was not. Uh, but, but that was not Hillary Clinton doing that. No, no, no. Well, but, but it was, it's guaranteed but she was doing entire, stuff behind the, the scenes that helped contribute. To the that, entire maybe. messaging from the administration, the Clinton administration, was spin. Or oh, Winston. yeah, it was yeah, spin, yeah. spin, sure. spin, right? So that's where that that really started. And then, like I you say, know, Trudeau. Man, with I, his, I, I even think we go back to well, I mean, the fifties on this. Uh, okay, were well, you going back to McCarthy? No, uh, like talking about how. Yeah, it's less about less about say issue and policy, mm. and more about appearance and um, imagery. Well, I think it's. it's I'm going to go back to Diefenbaker and how Union Nacional used their political machine to to get him elected. Um, I kind of wonder if this is something we can't trace to the <clears throat> the ability to rapidly transmit imagery like there is uh i i don't know it's it's basically a precursor to the fax line yeah they could send an image via telegram and this allowed newspapers to publish images hmm. albeit in black and white rotoscope is that what it's called i don't know what it yeah. is yeah. i'm gonna say it goes back to there because at well. that point at like there there's a couple of a really big changes well there like say the invention of radio yeah and it was uh, a mark of politics was you had to have the ability to to be a good orator. Yeah. Because your speeches were not given to a single venue now. They were given to the entire electorate 
through the yeah. use of radio in the say twenties and thirties. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, like the, the Kennedy Nixon debates from nineteen sixty. Uh, who you who they polled after mm-hmm. the debate, and people and they polled people who watched versus people right. who listened. Right, listened. Yeah. People who listened on the radio thought Nixon won the debate, and people, people who watched, watched the debate thought, thought was, Kennedy yeah. won the debate. And so then we get into the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. Yeah. Now how you look is important. is incredibly important. Yeah. Because of imagery, and so then. I think that's kind of where it begins to start, where we start talking about spin. Oh, there's no question that you know. politics has always been that. What, yeah. <clears throat> again, what we're what I'm getting at is, and what I believe we've been discussing is the watershed that we hit. Mm-hmm. While all of a sudden, the politics became rude, right? And yeah, became and, and nasty, that, yeah. that that politics lack of, became about morality, right? And I'd and say that so, started in the 1990s. And yeah. it's and it's nowadays it's just like making the other guy look yeah. bad, right? There is not a, a it, yeah. there is a not a single politician out there these days who's going to concede that their opponent did something right. Yeah, yeah. it's all about. I, I so remember hearing this about uh, in the debate for the last provincial election. Hmm. The debates are really boring now, and there's really not a lot of point to them because everyone is so afraid of giving their opponent that gotcha soundbite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That absolutely no, it's it's all pablum. Uh, everyone is just sticking to a safe, meaningless, um, how would you say, like, and, and, so and nobody, vague a position. And nobody answers the questions. Yeah, nobody answers the questions. Because if, unless they can answer the question, well, is, is specifically conceived to make and their the, talking point answer yeah. the question. And that's yeah. why I'm saying we reached yeah. this watershed as a society mm. I, where this is how our politicians behave and it's also what our, what our you know, what, what the, not just the pundits, but the punters expect. Mm. Like yeah. everybody out here is just like, that's what they're looking for. They want something to pounce on. They want some, the, the feel good, again, the feel good for the individual in our society these days is to be able to point their finger at someone and shit on them. Um, you see this a lot in uh, uh, image media, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok. Trent destroys Patty with fact bomb or, or with logic. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah and that it's, was a real it's trend it's for a while. Yeah. Destroys was, was a word. Yeah. You yeah. saw not so much now, thank God. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah, kind of gone away. It was but... really common, say, five or six years ago. Yeah, where th- that very thing, where we're looking for that... Really yeah, and, it, and it's always someone from the left movies. is saying yeah. someone from yeah. the left destroyed someone on the right, yeah. and vice and versa. Vice versa. Right. So yeah. it's just like, and it, yeah. it's like I said, that's one of the reasons. Like, if I see an uh, MSNBC mm-hmm. headline, I don't check it out. Yeah, because it's just it's yeah. just reinforcing its own message. There's there's right? certain media outlets I, I don't take seriously, and yeah. I don't look at them. I don't look at MSNBC. I don't look at Fox. Mm-hmm. Right. Those yeah. Are, yeah. <clears throat> if I will look at them. If I want to know what the spin is, but if I want information, yeah, yeah, mm. I, I don't look to those. <clears throat> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but on on this point, how about things can get nasty, and it seems to be a feature of our time. So, uh, how in the hell did I have no idea that Tucker Carlson? Was going to speak in Alberta oh, man, I was, until I was, it was already over. I didn't know either until I it was, was over. Yeah. I was I toying no with idea. bringing this up. I mean, probably because we're not, a, not neither of us are on, are on X, right, or on Twitter. Oh, it could be, yeah. Because right? like I, I heard something about somebody in Ottawa was trying to get a petition to say that the guy couldn't be let in the country, and I'm thinking that's stupid. But I, I didn't 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't think about it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he was in Calgary. Well, he was in Edmonton. I'm like, yeah. right. Holy shit. When, oh, okay. when did this happen? Okay. So I, I got two yeah. directions I want to take this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, and getting back to previous conversation we're yeah. having without digging too far into it about you know the UCP and rural Alberta yep. and how we view them and stuff like yep. that, right? Um, and I think I mentioned out loud that I have not been unimpressed with uh, Danielle Smith as premier. Uh, I, really? I, mentioned oh, okay. that I mentioned this one or two episodes ago. Um, but the fact that she met with Tucker Carlson just... Yeah, because she did event together. Yeah. She was the yeah, event why? Because I, we were just talking about Fox News. Mm-hmm. And he was so bad, Fox News got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, him coming up here, how he's going to liberate Canada and, 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 and all that bullshit. Right? Uh, which, yes. which to me emphasizes just all the nonsense he engendered. What was the name right? of the tour? They had some name, something like that. Like the, the Irredeemables or something like this or... Like the he, deplorables, he, basket of deplorables, or something. Something like that. It yeah. was some like he was mocking that term or yeah, something yeah. with his with the name of it. I forget what it was. Right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so okay, so but, okay, so there's that. Yeah. So I'm impressed. The other thing is, and we can circle back well, to this well, in a second well, if you on. want. What, what was what's in his content that's so object uh, objectionable? Like you mentioned that it, it was so objectionable that Fox fired him. What specifically? Is in, in, in Carlson's message, do you find really objectionable? I'll, I'll come right back oh, to that. Okay. Okay. My second point, and, and it's, yeah. this is just a generic thing. I'm like, please, people, as a society, can we stop in every article that we write, mm-hmm. writing, Russia calls its war a special military operation, mm-hmm. that it started in February two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Twitter is now, or X, X is X. the thing that used yeah, to be yeah. called Twitter. Like, yeah. fuck off. We know these <laughs> we things, know. right? It's, it's now called X. Let's just keep calling it X, right? Yeah. I don't want to call it X. Yeah. yeah and and they still call the tweets, tweets, right? Like, yeah, they're still going tweets. Yeah. <laughs> you tweeted on X. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, where else are you going to tweet, I guess? Um, anyway, yeah. So, again, so, so what, what, what is it about Carlson that is really uh, egregious? Like in I, his content, I, in, I can't even you know. pull out the details, right? But everything that came out of the the investigations into him, all the scandals that were hitting mm-hmm. Fox uh, a year or two years ago, right? You know, and the fact that they knew everything was a lie uh, about uh, uh, Trump's claims about the election. The fact that they were just pushing mm-hmm. this shit and they knew it, right? Um, just the the vitriolic nonsense okay. he'll put out there just to get people inflamed, mm-hmm. right? And like so, what? Is there I, any, 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 like, cause I, I, I have been listening to a couple of clips of what he was saying and yeah, he does. Um, he's the exact opposite of what our politicians in debate do where they play it safe, mm-hmm. where he will deliberately throw out uh, positions that are, and he even kind of said this, like in the clips I've seen of, mm-hmm. of I, someone in Edmonton, somewhere in Calgary, where it kind of says like, yeah, I'm, I'm, th- I'm putting this in extreme black and white terms mm-hmm. because I really want you guys to think about this. But he doesn't want people to think about it. He's looking for people to get, he's looking for an emotional, like an reaction. emotional reaction. And then if anyone fact checks him, mm-hmm. right? First of all, that demographic is likely not to see that fact checking. Mm-hmm. If anyone directly confronts him, he's going to oh, fake news or blow it off or whatever. Just keep reiterating things. And this is this is. Should, should we play a five minute clip of Tucker with Jordan Peterson? You can criticize that. Oh, he does a clip oh, of Jordan Peterson. No. There's one right here. 
No, just no. as Adams. Well, okay, so what were they doing together? Like, there, I saw a picture of right. Conrad Black, uh, Jordan Peterson, Danielle Smith, and Tucker Carlson together. And oh my God, people were losing their minds. And I thought, okay, but what was Peterson and Black doing there? Yeah, I don't know. Were they guests? Maybe. Or are they actually oh, on a panel speaking? I think he's again? calling it the Sworn Enemy Tour. Just look that's at it. Yes, the Sworn Enemy Tour. Yeah, there you go. There you because go. that's what yeah. the society needs right now. A Sworn Enemy? Well, it's just because nobody's got sworn enemies already. What we need is <laughs> so we need what, what we need is people stirring the pot, right? And this is uh, this is why I keep saying there's there's a complete lack of leadership all well, around. Right? Let me let me ask you. I, I saw three things he said in the clips I've seen, hmm. and uh, kind of stand out. And I want to throw these at you. Okay. He he mentioned about our assisted dying program. Okay. And he said that it was um, there. That they are targeting, he said. Um, I, I, actually, you know what? Let me take that off the table because I don't know I can, if I can accurately uh, summarize what his point, what he was saying there. But he did say that mass immigration dilutes your vote, and that that was part of the the. It's almost like a play on the Great Replacement theory mm-hmm. that when you import over a million people, it dilutes the vote of the native-born population and that that was intentional. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's not an immediate effect, right? There's no guarantees you're going to get, but you're probably right. A proportion of those, if you're, if you're more liberal and you've got a more liberal immigration policy, there are going to be people who are going to be... Now you've got a bunch of sympathetic voters, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would say, I don't know, on the left, you're more likely to have policies like that, um, because you're more likely to think like that, and those people are more likely to support you, right? To use an extreme example, the extreme right isn't going to do that, they're not going to give the votes of immigrants, mm-hmm. right? Because they're probably not going to appreciate them that right. much. He made uh, another point with regards to Christianity, mm-hmm. and how um, that and a, a specific emphasis on enforcement of lockdowns seemed to be applied to, like, in, in other words, a, a more harsher treatment was applied to Christian congregations who wanted to remain open for services during the lockdowns. And then he mentioned, like, there was a wave of arson that hit uh, churches uh, when the original, uh, 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 as it turned out, false allegations of mass graves came out. And that excuses were made for by Trudeau um, for these arsons, and he said that this was a deliberate attack on Christianity. What's your what's your position on that, or your observation? Well, I mean, I've I've heard some articles. I've even heard some of the native elders, mm-hmm. like the <clears throat> native leadership in those jurisdictions, mm-hmm. um, uh, who are saying, on the one hand, they're not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, it is not justified, right? So they're, they're, they're themselves saying that this should not be happening. I would bet you five right? bucks right now, not a single one of those arsons was caused by a native person. Like, I'm, I'm, I believe that 100%. I don't think a You think it's person, a bunch of woke... I think it's, I think it's a bunch of white 
uh, well, no, I shouldn't say white, but yeah, I, I'm going to say a woke activist, radical, twenty yeah, first century, yeah. better Meinhof, uh, JRA, maybe uh, something like that. But Red Brigades, I'm, yeah, uh, equivalent. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? No, like middle class Who knows? kids, middle Who class knows? kids yeah. with not the, no grievances, yeah. so they found. But I'm going to yeah. bet you, like, yeah, I would lay money on it that not a single arson act was committed by a native. Well, it, it, I mean, I'm not sure if you brought up those two points individually, like separately. No, or it's because the ones I could remember. <laughs> no, but yeah, there, there was no there, were, there was no agenda beyond that at all. No, but they were, uh, you know, or did he present them as okay? On the one hand, we've got. Uh, the congregations mm-hmm. that were prosecuted. Yep. yep. Um, and on the other hand, we've got Church of Edmund set alight. Yep. Is he drawing, is he connecting those two dots? I don't know. Okay. That's I why know. I was wondering about the presentation. Yeah, I don't know right? what order he made those things in. Um, and he mocked Christia Freeland. Uh, well, he mocked Trudeau a lot. But uh, I remember one, one uh, part, he, yeah, he mocked Freeland as being just an absolute idiot but also um he, he was he was quite humorous actually in in uh, what he was doing he definitely used humor um he kind of reminded his style reminded me it was reminiscent of say like a, a almost like john stewart in his use of humor trying to get laughs out of the crowd mm-hmm. that most uh right-wing demagogues like you don't get a ben shapiro doing that Jordan Peterson doesn't do that. No, Jordan. Um, well, that's why you can take Jordan Peterson seriously. Um, or like, say, uh, an Andrew Clavin or Daniel Hannon. They don't do that. They don't no, but try the, for, for humor. The obvious whereas, example is whereas, Trump himself, uh, right? Yeah, but he's, he's, does it's Trump get, go for laughs or does he just mock cruelly? But that's the response he gets, right? That is the response he gets. He gets from people. And I was going to say, like, this is part of the problem, right? And again, it, it's all this downward spiral we're in it's it's a self-feeding feedback but loop right because the, the, the last point I'll, I'll get your view on he came away saying that the first thing that people have to do in resistance to the the woke uh the the ascendancy of the new left is mm-hmm. to mock it that these people his words mm-hmm. um crave power they crave power and legitimacy and the first and most meaningful step you can take to deny them that power and the legitimacy of their power and, and, and their, their, sovereign, their, their domination over society is to mock them. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what's your take on that? Well, I think that's part of where I was going to go with that is it's the mocking, the ridiculing, uh, it's, it's denigration. It is, um, it is deliberately attempting to strip the dignity of people. Right? And that feeds into this, like I said, this feedback loop, this mm-hmm. negative spiral we have of nastiness, right? So, or as I would characterize the, the, the woke left, on the one hand, as, as being very, very misguided mm-hmm. um, in what they're attempting to do. Well, I think what, what needs to be careful of, what, what to mock the woke as people, as individuals... That's just feeding the nastiness. That's just mm. no, that's encouraging people to be mean, right? And that's my problem with our but society isn't, isn't these days. That, however, however oh, okay. hang on, right? That's always been the way <clears throat> to disarm, undermine, uh, 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 yeah, uh, 
Well, I, I like disarm as opposed yep. to undermine. Undermine means undermine to me is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to undermine something that's positive, right? You want to disarm something that's negative. Okay. Um, and that's the whole point. If you're gonna, you use humor, and, I, and maybe mocking isn't is the best isn't the best word because again, that's that's denigration, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it was definitely denigrative but, humor, <clears throat> right? no doubt about it. So for me, or like what talk what Carlson was saying. Yeah. was absolutely denigration. What you need to do is separate mm-hmm. the person from the act. Right. The person from the work. Criticize you the policy, not, not the person. Right. And you don't need to criticize. I agree. Humor has always been the way to mm-hmm. disarm something strong and nasty. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if you don't agree with it <clears throat> and you're able to logically pick it apart, yet mm-hmm. then the emotional reality, this is how you deal with any bully. Mm-hmm. left or right is to laugh it off your emotional and the woke is what woke wokeism needs to learn this mm. right they they feel justified in getting outraged mm. about everything they're offended about everything they need to be able to just point at something and go and laugh this is fucking ridiculous yeah right how goofy do you need to be to state those things right so Steve hmm. have you seen some of these clips uh, Tucker? Yes. No. Okay. I try not to watch Tucker. Okay. I think a Tucker is a basically he's he's a, a kind of a, he's kind of a natcon, but he's 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 so philosophically inconsistent that I can't keep track. But that sometimes he's libertarian, and sometimes so, yeah, sometimes he's a freaking fascist. Sometimes he's a red Tory. Yeah. 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 And so you're just like, I I think he's fundamentally a right wing authoritarian, and mm-hmm. I have no time for right wing authoritarians. What do you think in terms of style method? and technique what's the difference between him and john stewart stewart was better at injecting humor right tucker is very he's still earnest. yeah he's he's still learning he's those very tools. earnest and i and i find that that, that what i have what little i have seen of tucker he parallels um he's he's alex jones but not the losing his mind mm-hmm. part. Like his Alice Jones would work himself up into a frothy lather. Yeah. And Tucker doesn't do that. He, he, he maintains a more moderate tone. Yeah. I would definitely say that that's who I usually saw with Tucker, but yeah. looking at the clips of, of his Edmonton and Calgary speeches and some of the latest stuff, uh, since yeah, I seen he stopped being an employee of media yeah. and has done his own thing, he is the right, like in other words, he's taken the playbook of the late night talk show comedians. Yeah, yeah. And copy that exactly. Right. But he uses right wing talking points instead of left. Yeah. So I haven't watched any of his stuff really since you know, if I if I happen on it, yeah, I see yeah. Take, it. Take so. a look. Take a look at some uh at um who's the guy who does uh he does a spoof of like Alex Jones, but he's a late night guy. He used to be like like a guest reporter on on Stuart's Daily Colbert? Show. Colbert. Yeah. Take he, was, look, he was actually... Colbert or John Oliver? <clears throat> no, both. All three. Yeah. Take a look at clips Col- of Oliver. Colbert, Colbert he was doing a, a lampoon of... Uh, um, the used to be the biggest... Hannity? No, not Hannity. Oh, okay. uh, the guy who was on at 7 at Fox. Um, Don't know. Oh, oh. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. That's what he was... Yeah, Colbert was, yeah. was lampooning Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, that was yeah. what he was doing, yeah. So look at, at Oliver. Mm-hmm. Colbert, like modern Colbert, yeah, and and Stewart. Then look at the clips of of the Edmonton and Calgary speeches by Carlson. Yeah, 
Like okay. they're mirror images. Oh, like right. he's, uh, if, well, if, he's if imitation yeah. is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely he's ripping them off. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I think he's ripping off their method. Like he's trying oh. to, well, it's worked for those guys, right? Yeah. I mean, they make pretty well, and, and it works for, it works for the other satirists. Like the, like, you know, like yeah. the Babylon B is, is, is awesome at this, right? Like, yeah. Like yeah. there was a, so, uh, state of Texas mm-hmm. is, is suing, uh, or no, actually, sorry, the, yeah. the Biden administration is suing the state of Texas. Right. Because the state of Texas put up razor wire along the Rio Grande and along yeah. their borders. And the Biden administration is saying, well, they can't do this because the border is the federal responsibility. Yeah. And so <clears throat> um, it's gone to the Supreme Court. And so they the the first thing they did was seek an injunction to stop or to to allow the federal government uh, to uh, to take down the razor wire and the, mm-hmm. and the barricades that Texas had put the state of Texas had put up. Yeah. And uh, so it was the three liberal justices, along with uh, John Kennedy, Kennedy, no, Roberts, sorry, yep. Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. So the Babylon Bee does a headline saying Amy Coney Barrett says Supreme Court decision has nothing to do with the fact that she needs a bunch of landscaping done this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's another crazy one. Like, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about like, yeah, how how. Uh, People on the Canadian left are losing their mind about Tucker, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know how far. Well, they, they they're losing they losing their minds about everything losing these their days, minds. right? And <clears throat> again, coming back to you know whoever whoever it was you were saying can identify yeah. someone's point of view based on their yeah vaccine opinions, yeah. right? Yeah, that if I know your stance on one issue, I, I probably right? know your stance on right? every issue. Mm-hmm. Israel, the the whole Israel yeah. thing is is again. It I'm just. As a, I believe, a reasonable human being, mm-hmm. looking at the, I, I don't even know what worse you the, the extremist, unthinking finger in your ears, la 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 la, la support for Hamas that's coming out mm-hmm. of the woke left, yep. is that's a, hard to figure. It's offensive, yeah. yeah. Right, and just I anything. Just, I just don't see where the commonality of interest lays. Well, it's it's this inability to be able yeah. to. It's straight enemy of my enemy. Yeah, but how is? See, this is what again. This is what I don't get. How is Israel an enemy of the Democratic Party? Well, I think okay. If you take October seventh like, out, yeah, take that right? out. Right, take it out of yeah. the mix. Yeah. Right, <clears throat> the government of Bibi mm-hmm. has not done Israel any favors in any way, shape, or form. Politically, mm-hmm. like internally, he's had struggles. Yeah. Right? Uh, legally and politically. Yeah. Externally, he's been alienating the world. Well, right? I don't know, right? man. Israel's so, always been alienated. <clears throat> I, I don't think you can make that worse. On a scale of no, 1 I, to 10, I, I would it say was at 10 40 years ago. Under Yitzhak Rabin, it was not this bad. Uh, under who was it got assassinated was it Rabin who got yeah, assassinated Rabin who so got that was his second time around maybe mm. like uh, he was the guy who did the Camp David Accord with um, uh, no that was Bacon okay Bacon yeah no no so, no, yeah. no 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 yeah, Rabin did a, did one with, uh, with, with they called it did they with, call with it Egypt Accord? yeah and, or no you know, there no were he two, did it there with were two Yasser major there, yeah there were two major accords there was the one done with uh, the guy who took over after uh, Nasser who got assassinated he was president of Egypt Basically, he sort of won, salvaged uh, uh, Mubarak. 
Mubarak. No, 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 no. Um, He was the general. Sadat. Took over. Sadat. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. But Ravind did. So who was who was who was the guy who did the deal with Sadat? That was that Begin. was that would have been Begin, yeah. That was okay, Begin. and then there was the guy who did the deal with Arafat to create the yeah, Palestinian. Yeah, that would have been Rabin. Rabin. Yeah. Okay, and he's the one who got assassinated for. Him. Those were the only two times that that Israel's the, the hatred of Israel internationally went down from ten to about eight and a half. Otherwise, from forty-eight with those two brief windows. Like international opinion means nothing to Israelis because they have always been like the United Nations. You look at the number of United Nations resolutions against Israel. It is a uniform record right from 48 onwards. So to say that, uh, to say that, that, well, you know, he didn't do anything for Israel's reputation internationally. That's yeah. No, but that's like saying the Edmonton Oilers have really bad pitching. It's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> no, the, it's, uh, it's not. It's it's all relative. I mean, up the, to a the certain only point. international opinion that matters in Israel is in America. That's it. Yeah, but oh, no. It's, it, but as far as the left, the, the left. Yeah. Here in the West. Yeah. Allying themselves with Hamas and the Houthis. Yeah. It's straight enemy is my enemy. Yeah, I, but, I, like I don't want to. I, I know I hate to say who's uh, the enemy. Well, Israel okay. is the enemy of the left because Why? because the long march of the institutions brought in a bunch of anti-Semites and anti-Zionists. Uh, it's right? anti-Zionists. It's not anti-Semites. Uh, no, it's anti-Semites. It's anti-Semites too. It's not 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 everyone who's an anti-Zionist is an anti-Semite, but not every. There's a lot. Uh, but there's a lot of on that Venn diagram. I, I, I dispute that, right? But okay, I, then I you're still wrong. And, and, <laughs> Okay, we'll get it. Maybe we get into that. Not right okay. now. Okay, but well, let's before let's stick, you make your point. Let's stick with the anti-Zionism. I, Do sure. you need a cigarette or what? Say again. Do you need a butt or what? Because I need a cup of coffee. All right then. All right, comfort break. Okay. I do not, or say, if I could sit down with Tucker Carlson. I would definitely ask him, like, what in the heck does he think is going to happen five years down the road to the United States if Ukraine falls? Yeah. Because um, to me, um, I'm not going to you know bore you guys with it, but to me, um, Ukraine falling is a death sentence for the United States. Politically, it's a death sentence. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go on to this. It, yeah. You, the next I think step, we, we agree that... Yeah. The next step for Russia is the resumption of the territories of the former Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. So now the Central Asian republics, not just the Baltics, but the Central Asian republics, Tajikistan, uh, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, they know that no one's going to help them. Yeah. Okay? If if the West let Ukraine go, they are sure as hell not going to help Central Asia. Yeah. So yeah, but now, does Russia even need to go into them? They're practically in this in the Russian sphere, anyways. But all of the rhetoric we're getting out of the Kremlin, and again, not just Putin, not just guys like Peskov, uh, Lavrov, Medvedev, Putin, not just Putin and the Suloviki, but out of people like Semyonov, the the Russian uh, Pushilin, like the 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 academic elite, the the oligarchs, the cultural leaders of that country. They're all extremely revanchist. So my point here is that this is not something that will die if we whack Putin. This is an issue of Russian culture, that they must resume the, the territorial integrity of, if not the Russian Empire, 
than absolutely the Soviet Union. Mm. And that they must have complete and total control of all of these former territories. The only, the only difference is, you know, scope. Does that include Mongolia or not? Does that include Poland and Finland or not? That's it. That's, that's the only difference is, is how far it's going to go. The but, old Warsaw Pact. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the minimum. That's the, like the, the minimum is the territory of the USSR. The maximum is the Warsaw Pact or the Russian Empire. That these places, because they have Russian minorities and were a part of Russia, they must belong to Russia. So if you're Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, uh, Azerbaijan, you know that the only way to protect your territorial integrity is a nuclear deterrent. Yeah. You can't compete conventionally with the Russians. Your economy is just not big enough. So you need a doomsday option. And this also follows down the road for South Korea. This applies to Japan. This applies to Vietnam. This, it, it already applied to Pakistan. Mm -hmm. But this applies to Guyana. This applies to two or three different countries in South America. If you are beside an aggressive, imperialist, stronger, economically larger neighbor, you are on your own. Collective security is a myth. So does the world, can we be fairly certain that the South Koreans are going to keep a grip on their nuclear weapons? Yeah, I think we can. can are we fairly confident that the Japanese will be able to keep a grip on their nuclear weapons? Yeah. Armenia? No. Kazakhstan? Armenia can't keep a grip on its territory. Yeah, no. Sooner or later, one of their nukes, is going to get in the hands of some kind of radical, it's going to get sold, it's going to get stolen, it's going to end up in the hands of some kind of radical terrorist group of whatever you want. They could be radical Buddhists, they could be fundamental, uh, fundamentalist Habs fans, whatever. As soon as a terrorist group gets their hands on a thermonuclear device, they're going to detonate it in the United States. For whatever reason, good or bad, Nate, pick your, pick your methodology, the only place in the world where they're going to look to detonate a device is Los Angeles or New York. It's going to happen. The United States will not survive that event. So if Ukraine falls, maybe there's not going to be the immediate effect, say, over the next 60 days. But within the next 5 to 10 years, there's going to be a cycle of dominoes that falls that ends with a thermonuclear detonation in the continental United States. <clears throat> Tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't necessarily see it going that way. I don't, <clears throat> I don't see a Russian victory of any sort in the Ukraine as a good thing for the world. Mm -hmm. right? and, and that's what yeah. everyone needs to be looking at. They need to be deterring that. Ah, but right? specifically, we've got to say, how does it affect the United States? Like, again, we're, we're talking about a situation where the rest of the world is expecting the United States to equip Ukraine by itself. So we have to ask, what is ex the exclusive American interest in the situation? I, I think it's, <clears throat> I don't think it's as volatile or as extreme as you presented. Um, I, if I'm Russia and I'm looking at this, I'm going, well, maybe I don't need to occupy Azerbaijan, Armenia, uh, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, right? Because they're... They're all satellites. They're already anyways. satellite states, but they've already been really clear in their rhetoric. That's their plan. Like this is their manifesto. Right. But if they're already integrated into trade, let's say, commercially, you know, 
if not necessarily officially politically. Russia doesn't need to mess with them, right? Now they've got to deal with, now if they're looking to expand, now it's Finland, who's on their border? If not, you, and, Finland, and Ukraine's Poland, been ex- yeah. access, right? Belarus. Finland, well, Belarus is the Baltics. a puppet state anyways. Yes. Belarus, the Baltic states, Poland. But they want to formally annex it. Right. Like you remember at the very first three days of the invasion, they accidentally yeah. leaked a map hmm. that showed Ukraine and Belarus absorbed into Russia. Right. Yeah. So, and then maybe Romania, <clears throat> right? But now you're dealing with NATO. That's the U.S.'s interest right there. Right, because okay. if Russia, you know, they can mm-hmm. they can forego going after the puppet states already, right? The de facto Eastern, yep. former Soviet Union. They come west now. They have to deal with NATO. That's where the U.S. That's where the U.S.'s interests are right now. Why NATO can avoid conflict with Russia mm-hmm. by propping up Ukraine? Once Ukraine is oh, gone, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, then all bets are off. I agree off, with you. Right but now, to take Steve. Like a, a recent interview I saw with Steve Bannon, does if the Americans don't have an interest in Ukraine, why do they have an interest in the Baltic states? If well, now Russia, they're treaty bound to the Baltic treaty states. Bound. Well, what if they walk away from the treaty? Well, they could. They could. and they could. And with Trump, don't tell me that's not a possibility. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. So what if Trump walks away from the treaty? He says, "Look, man, this is not my issue. Why should Amer and 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 I'll say this is devil's advocate. Why should what is the American interest?" In the Baltic states. Okay, but now... Or, say, yeah, the Baltic states. What's the the, American interest? Now the parallels with Germany of 33 through Mm -hmm. 38 come to the fore, right? Because eventually, American isolationism didn't work then. It's not going to work again, right? So, that and that's that's why people are getting ahead of the game here, Do you think you're going to convince Trump on that? Like, if, if it was your job... To sell a Trump administration on coming, getting America into a war in Europe over the Baltic states. Okay, you're asking. How <clears throat> would you do that? You're asking American interests yeah. versus. I'm just saying, just Trump exclusively versus, American interests. Versus as perceived by Trump. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, to, okay. to be really specific. <clears throat> Putin right? said you had small hands. <laughs> you know what? You joke. I'm not. Well, but I am and I am not. But it, you know, that's what I would probably do if I really wanted to to uh, influence Trump's policy. Oh yeah, I would create an info op that says, "Yeah, Putin insulted you." Yeah. Well, Putin. Putin thinks this about thinks yeah. you're a pussy. Yeah, Putin thinks you're a pussy. Yeah, because yeah. that would probably Putin thinks he can control you. Putin thinks, yeah, 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 totally, yeah. totally. Because that's the way. Well, that's the way I perceive Trump. Anyway, I think that's how Trump's mind works generally, yeah. right? Like. When he's not doing struggle sessions for his supporters, but yeah, <laughs> public struggle sessions for his yeah, supporters. he's he's very very, uh... and like this is the old... he's actually a lot like Jim Jones. When you learn about yeah Jim, yeah yeah he right? is I think just, so just in public yeah right he because uh, the other day um, he had Tim Scott on stage uh, after after he won New Hampshire it was Tim mm-hmm. Scott on stage and someone else. And they were talking, and Ron DeSantis uh, after quit after uh, yep. after Iowa and endorsed him, but he wasn't there. Um, but he he, was, he like literally humiliated Tim Scott on stage mm-hmm. just by saying like, because Tim Scott just got engaged, mm-hmm. and he's like, Tim Scott just got engaged. I didn't see that coming. Who saw that coming? <laughs> like I didn't see that coming. He basically called him gay. Oh my god! And then uh, he said, um, 
oh, Tim Scott must really, you must really hate Nikki Haley. You're up here endorsing me. You, mm-hmm. you, you must, you must really hate her. And and Scott comes up to the microphone and Trump's like, oh, oh, what's he gonna do? And he's like, oh, Tim Scott's, like, oh, I just love you. And just like, and he's, you know, just like, wow, crazy. He just, but anyway, so yeah, how how do you sell the kind of guys who like say a Steve Bannon, mm-hmm. who yeah are saying look. Like his his point during the interview was that NATO is not an alliance; it's an American protectorate, where America foots all the bills and has all the responsibilities. And it's not fair that the Europeans are allowed to have massive state subsidies on their economies and six week vacations, and American people can't because America has to cover the cost of European defense. Oh, okay. so <laughs> now if, you're, if you're not talking premise, apples and apples there. If right? that's yeah. if, but if these are the people that are surrounding Trump in the Trump administration, hmm. giving him advice, how do you counter that and say no? It, yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yes, but it's in America's interest, nonetheless, over the long run, to bear those costs. How do you make that argument? Well, I, I mean, we, we've taken two steps of a standard deviation away from the original question, right? So it is in America's interest. I think that's... How do you figure? But it's not like I said, Trump. If, if Leave Trump out of it for the Senate, yeah. for the moment, okay. right? America, generically, no matter who's in power, it's in their interest. How? Right? And I, and like I said, isolation, isolationism doesn't work mm. for them, right? Never has. Won't this time. But it's not. It, but think, it's not obvious to to like the yeah. wing of the Republican Party that's against Ukraine aid, right? right? Like, like I said, I'm going back to the original question, right? How is it in the America's yeah. America's interest? No, All right, no, now, why, if we're why talking, is in isolationism in their interest? Because they're they're going to lose out. They're going they're going to lose hegemony. They're going to lose market share. Mm. Um, and politically, you're going to have this. Um, <clears throat> chauvinistic society that's just pushing envelope pushing envelope pushing envelope right either they watch russia just expand uh south and west Mm -hmm. um and these other countries just roll over or they end up in a war Mm -hmm. right uh a war russia probably wins and therefore it just becomes a dominant power Mm -hmm. right now america's been nice not I say, but I, yeah, by comparison, I yeah, I by comparison, the U.S. is now smaller mm-hmm. than this yeah. new and improved Soviet Union, yeah. right? Yeah, um, that's how it loses. So at some point, it loses out. So it's best to start it now. Like I said, what I, the world, yeah, I agree with you. What the West is dealing with now, successfully or has been up to this point, is being able to look at this and go, okay, this is Abyssinia, mm-hmm. this is Spain. This is Czechoslovakia. Yeah. This is prelude. Right? They're doing this before it gets to Poland. Yeah. Right? Uh, they weren't bound by treaty with Ukraine, but they're basically saying, okay, this is the line in the sand, right? We can do this without getting getting involved. Yeah. Right? In other words, we can fight a war with Russia, yeah. but without American blood. Right. And that's and much this, more preferable to fight it with American treasure than American blood. This is as good as it gets. And yeah. if Ukraine loses... That's bad news for everyone, I would including the U.S. 100%. So, moving on to the next question, I'm going to actually going to skip ahead to the third question, which is: I just don't know, know if we can convince the Americans about Russia. No, the U.S. Uh, you know, Europeans get six week holidays and blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. and Americans can't do it. Americans could do that; they choose mm-hmm. not to, mm-hmm. right? Economically, politically, that's not something they want to do for their people, right? They could, right? Okay. I, I don't see that as a legitimate argument, okay. right? Um. 
in but terms of okay, should Europe get a free ride on the American taxpayer for its defense? Different question. Okay, right. I'm not arguing that yay or nay right okay. now. Right now, if you want to talk about okay, Trump is or is not going to get elected in November, mm-hmm. which means he is or is not going to take power a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all up in the air. Yeah. Oh fucking well. Right. You know, you want to talk hypotheticals and then personally, I, what we discuss about that here and now is irrelevant anyways. Right? It's irrelevant if he loses. It's irrelevant if he wins, like what the three of us think, right? Hopefully he doesn't win from that point of view, mm-hmm. right? If you want to talk hypotheticals, how do we convince them? Well, I think I've already laid my case out there. Mm-hmm. Now, from their point of view, you're right. But again, isolation isolationism doesn't work. On the, on this point about aid to Ukraine being stalled because of uh, they can't get it through the House, mm-hmm. um, where the Republicans have tied it to border security. Yep. What is the Democrat insistence on the open border for? I don't understand. What, do you guys know what that's all about? I think it's like why is that so important for them that they're willing to sacrifice Ukraine for the sake of protecting Mexican inflows? Well, I mean, not Mexican, <clears throat> Central American inflows. Right, right now, what you're talking about right there is it's it's that's never any question, right? Because in this day and age of finger pointing, it's just like, well, we're not holding it up; it's the Republicans doing it. Yeah. We're not we're not tying Ukraine to the border, right? We're not tying the border to Ukraine. That's the Republicans doing that. All right. we worried about. Yeah, is Ukraine right? If you want to have a conversation about the border, let's have a conversation yeah. about the border. Separate it. Like that's but, but, what but drives me nuts what's about what I what I want to know is like in in terms of like yeah. like real policy. What, what, why the Democrats why is that so, so important to the Democrats? Yeah, there's a uh, I think I believe I mean again univariates mm-hmm. causes versus multivariate causes. There's still the myth. I th- I think it's a myth within the leftist. Or let's say a belief. The belief. Yep. Within. Uh, leftist politics that if they can import a bunch of conservative Roman Catholics that they'll still somehow vote Democrat once they can legalize them. Oh, they, the idea that they're importing the, the future Democrat majority. Yeah. What's your take on that? Why, why is it so important uh, okay. in, in terms of policy in t- to the Democrats to keep illegal mig- uh, immigration? I think, again, to a certain extent, as discussed previously from a Canadian perspective, <clears throat> um, immigration is generally a left thing. Open... To immigration is yeah. generally a left thing, right? So yeah. that a, it's Democrats, yeah, it's not Republicans. Um, f- I think another thing that's playing out is right now, especially again in these vitriolic, polarized times that we live in, yeah. right? Any discussion about immigration, ha- there has to be a pushback against, and we can go back to 2016 on this mm-hmm. with. Uh, Trump's uh, build a wall. Build a wall. They're all I, murders and rapists. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Right? I just want to point out that the thing I said about the Democrats, the Republicans believe that too. Yes, they do. Right? Like That's why the Republicans always want to shut the borders because of the belief there's that a, yeah, there's they're a very, Democratic voters. Like, like Carl, Carlson's replacement theory. Yeah. Or great replacement theory. Yeah. yeah. So fundamentally, fundamentally, yeah, both sides believe that. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Sorry, sorry. No, no, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's but, but, that's but like, important content. But like you know, we talked about it earlier how uh, the the Biden administration has gone to the Supreme Court to stop the state of Texas from 
reinforcing of from, because yeah, it, from because it's border again yeah. it's all so why is it so important it's still politics yeah. right it's all about making the other guy look bad and it, we've and been it, spending all this time saying ridiculing yeah. build the wall build the wall build the wall yeah and I think right? I think the messaging has overtaken the policy now and it's yeah. just that, that well the messaging is has become the policy even though the messaging doesn't have it and, and, and that's right? happened on both yeah. sides like with yeah. the, the, the goofiness and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have something to say after I say this thing mm-hmm. right there's been all this goofiness on both sides you know so Texas and Florida taking mm-hmm. Illegal immigrants, putting them in buses, shipping them to shipping Washington, them to or, sanctuary cities, in or the, in yeah, the you know, yeah. like it just fucking petty politicking, right? I thought it was brilliant, right? No, I it's, it was it's brilliant yeah. politics. Also, also it's, you gotta, not, also it's, you, it's playing with people's lives to make a petty point. They're not right? the only ones doing that. The Immigration and Customs Enforcement actually does that now too. Oh yeah, they're like they're it's it's it's, it's the, the federal government is doing more transportation of migrants. Out of the south into the yeah. into the sanctuary cities. Yeah, but at least when it's it's ICE doing yeah. it, it's planned. It's part of a plan. Whereas well, not, it's not really because they get really much just give them a bus ticket. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean right. they don't, I, I they do don't understand. Them support, that, that, but, yeah. I do understand that that facilities and infrastructure for accommodating and like caring for for people just finding just basically yeah a roof over their heads and and medical care for those who need it and what it is is. Uh, Strained to the breaking point. Yeah, along the American Southwest, yes. well, along the see, border. And this was going to be my counterpoint. I was flabbergasted. Sometime in the last forty-eight hours, I can't remember exactly when. Uh, I heard a stat that in December alone, I'm trying to remember the math. In December alone, the Texas border process, like. It was in six figures. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I think it was something like they're doing I like three hundred thousand a month. It was or something it was like two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand yeah. a month of December alone, and I was yeah. like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, yeah, right. So obviously, as a nation, you need to be looking at that, but that takes bipartisanship. People need to be looking instead of like just flinging shit back and forth what like do you a mean bunch of monkeys. At that? What's that? What do you mean looking at that? <clears throat> you could look at all sorts of that. It's you just have to look at it and go, okay, 300,000 people per month coming into your country, that's going to come with some challenges, let's say. Yeah. At, 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 and that's understanding. Yeah. All right. How so, do you house them? How do you accommodate right? them? How do you so, employ yeah. them? How what do, you... do we do about it, yeah. this? Right? Yeah. So. What should they do about this? You have the floor. Like the three throw, of us. Throw a couple of darts. I'm not going to hold you at anything. Just uh, throw a couple of darts. What, what, what do you do? From the perspective of saying those, it's a good from thing. From those numbers? Yeah. Those numbers? You, so what do you do? <clears throat> I don't know. Right? But nobody's having that conversation. Nobody's having that conversation. Right? It's all about... Well, I think I, I the one be right side or is saying, close the border. Yeah. Don't let them in. Right. But if you come from the perspective of saying, no, we should let them in. How do you... Yeah, so so let's you have... So start... You know, let's make that one of the conversations. Right? What is realistically? How can we come to some sort of accommodation consensus or... on that? Let's talk about that. You can't even talk about that. I, right? I don't. I don't right? think that conversation is happening within the Democratic Party. I don't no. think that conversation is happening within the left. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's for, on either for, side. Forget having a, uh, a cross aisle or a bipartisan conversation. I'd I'd say I don't there... see one happening within the pro-immigration camp. Or, or within the anti-immigration camp. Well, you know I, mean? I see you know, their conversation is close the border. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now... Yeah, problem solved. Boom. 
We don't have to worry about feeding, housing, caring, education. No, close the border. Done. Right. Thanks so for coming out. There's a, there's a conversation. Okay, is, you know, there's, but humani- within, there's within, a humanitarian conversation. There's yeah, yeah. a there is a, a social economic conversation. Yeah, within what that benefits- pro immigration camp, I don't see any kind of proposals or discussion or or debate right. or anything going on. Right. And you'd but- think you'd think they'd be good at that. They are. They're herd people. So let's okay. They're consensus people. Hypothetically, let's say do this. let's say Trent's part of the Democratic Party and has a say in things mm-hmm. and can actually achieve something, mm-hmm. right? So I'm looking at this and I'm going, yeah. okay, I agree. Three hundred thousand people a month is, is a lot. Is, it's a lot. Is, that's it's a lot. That's something we need to fucking look at. Yeah. Right. So let's not call it closing the borders. Let's call it controlling the borders, or say slowing it down. Right. Yeah, look, we need to govern this. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Right? So stop this influx mm-hmm. and administer it. Yeah. Right? There's a demand. You figure out how much makes sense from yeah. any or point Or so in other words, like what can we accommodate? Yeah. Yeah. What can we work with here? That's, that's yeah. every time it comes down to pragmatism. It's, I think the biggest challenge to the American system is the fact that... Um, like there's a, there's a significant consensus within the center. Like, you know, the center of the Republican Party... I mean, center of the whole spectrum, not like so. I guess the left wing of the of the right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, in the, 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 the mar- right wing yeah. of the left, that that American immigration is broken. Yeah, uh, the the fact that the country hasn't disintegrated with the amount of illegal immigration they got shows that I mean that they they could. There's a need for significant structural reform. Yeah, you know, uh, in in their immigration system, and and but they can never seem to ever get it done, even though there's lots of people who agree that. They could. They should take a lot more legal immigrants than they do, and so the big problem is like all these. Well, all that these, they should or could. They could, and okay. they probably should. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because there's a demand. There is a demand for these people because they, they're. I mean, that's probably the that's mm-hmm. probably the conversation right there. Yeah. Where does could meet should? Right. Yeah. I just didn't hear, so yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, where does good meet should be? It's I, a good I think, one, but uh, you know, when we first talked about good faith, I think this is a, a like gun control. Uh, neither side is really being super, or not super. Neither side is being at all honest as to what they really want. No, the the pro immigration lobby is not being honest as to what. Like again, there's a question as to what their agenda is. Mm-hmm. Is is immigration for electoral purposes on the table, or is it purely economic? There's a lack of of belief as to what that agenda really is, yeah. and then on, and then on the other side, you've got people who are what they really want is a closed border, no immigration. Yeah, but that's not what they're saying. They don't have the courage to say that. They're saying, "Well, we should have." I'm still in favor of immigration. I just want it to be controlled. Like, no, you lying son of a bitch. You want a closed border. Say what you mean. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think this is why they can't get anything done because no one's on nobody either believe, side. Nobody believes either. Is being other. honest as to what they really want. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the left, again, I keep coming back to this. The left right now is all about ideals, right? So there's there's ideals and there's making the other guys look bad and we can't look bad, mm-hmm. right? But it's always about these ideals, right? Mm-hmm. So and I think this is one of the, the bizarre things that, that complicates things too is... <clears throat> Again, it goes to the Statue of Liberty and give me your tired, your poor... You're tired, uh, your huddled masses. Your huddled yeah. masses, yeah. right? That's an ideal. 
I think that's French what, imposing their views on. Yeah, that's, that's imperialism. That's what that is, sir. That's where the left comes in, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, that, that. But I think to the, that's also that's as American as apple pie. Yeah, mom, I would say right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's there on the right as well. That's so I think kind of bipartisan. Yeah, that idea that give me your yeah the American dream. Yeah, that you can come here. Yeah, with nothing. And die a millionaire. So again, they need to be able to have the conversation yeah. where it goes, okay, how do we allow for that? Yeah. Right? And and I will go out of my way to, way to say, is at least for one day, yeah. you need to be able to close the Texas border to stop 300,000 people. Yeah. Get, Just overwhelming your resources. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay, that's like, okay, put the brakes on this thing. Yeah. Let's see Let's what we got. Let's figure it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I figured that right now we can let... 10 people through a day. So let's let yeah. 10 people through a day and we'll okay. administer them and deal with that. Right. What? And then, and then we'll yeah. figure out more and then we'll get to a point where we can now handle 50 a day. Let's, uh, yeah, just second and third order effects. We get this massive buildup of people on the Mexican border mm-hmm. and we're only, let's see, 10, let's, let's pick this given number or whatever number is. Yeah. But it's less than the number of people coming. Yeah. So now you've got this huge agglomeration of people mm-hmm. on the Mexican side. Mm-hmm. And most of them are not Mexicans. That's true, and they're getting exploited by the the cartels. Cartels. How? Yeah, because does... now they have to work work for their work for their their their, they their accommodation. Live. Yeah, they got to live. Yeah. they got to they got to feed themselves. Well, the cartels are responsible for getting them there, so now mm-hmm. they got to work for the cartel there. Oh, so, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So how does Mexico City react to that? It's not a problem for Mexico City as long as they can just. Push them through. Yeah. But as uh, soon as the United States stops it, now you got this buildup yeah. of people. How, you know, like, that's not a good thing. Now yeah. there's, For Mexico, <clears throat> that's not a good thing. Now there's another dualistic conversation that yeah. needs to occur. Like, like, what happens there? Right? Yeah. And I suppose Mexico could say, okay. Now we're going to close our southern yeah, border. Yeah, exactly. We're going to clamp down hard on our southern border. But that's a lot of coastline. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of coastline, and if people can figure out how to work rubber rafts in North Africa, they can figure out how to work rubber rafts or in from Nicaragua, Cuba, from Cuba to yeah. I mean, they'll just Florida. come from Central America up by well, water, and then, and then, Mexico, you bu- right? and then they just bypass it, exactly. Anyway. So yeah, but the Americans can guard their coastline. Well, yeah, if the Americans say we're going to close the border. They can close yeah. the coastline. They have the resources to do that. Mm. It's a not. It's not a question of means. It's a question of will. Yeah. Whereas with Mexico, even if they have the will, I don't think they have the means. That could be. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, everything about this conversation or any conversation, to me, mm-hmm. this is you know, what in management terms is your fishbone conversation you got a whole you're, bunch of if then if then mm-hmm. if then if then you call it oh a fishbone yeah. i think you said fish bowl no. it was a fishbone gotcha fish, gotcha you know so you just work in the problem mm. right it's it's an algorithm right? i do think that bussing immigrants into blue cities was brilliant politics yes brilliant because it it's really had uh I don't know if this was the intent. I, I, I think, I kind of think, is it Greg Abbott who was in Texas? Yeah. Greg Abbott is governor of Texas. Okay. Yeah. I think his intent was probably to bankrupt those cities. That's my guess. And, and, and don't, don't hold me to that because I don't have a lot of evidence to back that up. That was my gut. But I think what it has done, it has really created a fracture within the Democratic Party. It has really 
that's, driven a wedge that's between great. minority voters that's, and the Democrats. That's great 21st century politics. And if all that matters is you getting yeah. into power and staying in power, and that's all that matters yep. on both sides, then that's great politics. Yeah, it However, was. It, yeah, politics. It, not okay. policy. Politics. Doesn't yeah, make okay. for a functional society. No. I mean, look at the problems that they're having. Yeah. But on the other hand, uh, again... It's, it's great. You know, those, it, was, it was these Democratic voters which are propping up the administration that wants to keep that border open. So now right, the but, red states are saying, you share the pain. So, yeah, but it just becomes this cycle of achieving nothing. In fact, achieving less than nothing. I don't know. We're, I, we're, I, it's, achieve, it's, it's putting consequences on policy. Which yeah. is a new factor. Because the sanctuary cities like Seattle, yeah. Chicago, New York, yeah. um, Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. They had no consequences to themselves right. being they sanctuary no, yeah. cities because they never got migrants. That's yep, great. They never did. That's or very, very, very few. Yeah. But they were still able to impose their views upon yeah. Arizona, Florida, New Mexico, uh, Texas. Well, now yeah, they're and on the <clears throat> receiving end of mass migration and it's starting to erode support for the concept. So instead of being able to have a bipartisan, constructive, national conversation about these things, right? To me, this is just an extension of fuck the sanctuary cities. It's, 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 yeah. it's, or is, is it a point of, it's, it's, it's like, they wanted this, now they got it. I want to make a libtard suffer. I want to make, I'm going to, yeah. la- I want to laugh at the libtards, right? That is accomplishing nothing. But what, Why? Sh- here, okay. what happens if it brings, the blue states now they actually yeah. have to have a constructive negotiation because now yeah. they're dealing with the consequences. Now they're dealing with the consequences. Why so should red long- states subsidize blue state ideology? I like I'm not one for owning the libs, but I can get how how people yeah. you know there's a lot of shading for it going around the right. I, oh, I'm watching yeah. Eric oh, Adams yeah. cry about how how hard this has been on New York City. Oh yeah. So okay. if in the end it brings the Democrats around because now they're yeah. constituents. Yep. Because ultimately, it's about con- convincing constituents. Be- yep. And look at Trump's numbers and, and, in what were blue fortress cities. Yeah. Well, and, and even in 2020, Trump Trump had the highest numbers yep. uh, ever voted ever of any Republican candidate ever yeah. between all, basically all yeah. the minorities except for he was abandoned by suburban whites. Yeah. Right? His vote was was better. Yeah. Uh, his vote. What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway. His support amongst minorities. His support yeah. amongst minorities yeah. was better than he had in 2016. and was better yeah. than any Republican. Better than any can, Republican in like the last 50 years. Yeah. And it's getting even stronger now. Yes. Yeah. And actually, that's the yeah. thing that worries the Democrats is because yes. they're seeing their minority base. Yes. Is, is, that's is what I mean. Like, it was, it's, it's really driven a wedge between yeah. the Democrats and minority vote. Yeah. So anyway, if... If... if 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 shipping migrants, a few hundred thousand migrants, from the from the southwestern and the southern states, from the border states to the blue cities, causes, in the end, uh, Democrats have to come to the table to negotiate a rational immigration yep. policy for the United States. Yeah, with know. whom? With with the Republicans? No, the the same Republicans who just pulled this bullshit, just to own. Well, they're the ones who want. Yeah. The, they're the ones who want. Yeah, has, who want the <clears throat> have the Republicans. Yeah. Who are pulling this shit? 
tried to have a rational conversation with the blue cities in question. Uh, yeah, for like 40 years, yeah, and they always get called racists, yeah. and that shuts down the the discussion. Like, that's, that's why we've never had, we as in the West, have never had uh, an honest discussion about immigration until 20, 2023, and late 2023, with like until after November, or mm. sorry, after October. Uh, we have never, ever been allowed to talk about immigration because it was a taboo. It was a sacred cow. It is an unlimited good. And if you question it, you're a racist. So there was never, ever uh, any room ever to say, okay, like what you were proposing, what can we accommodate? Mm. And if we have a finite number, who should we prioritize? And these are fair. I'll, I'll, I'll give the devil his due here to borrow a Peterson phrase. Those are really, really difficult questions to answer. Yeah. I can understand why a political class would not want to go near that, especially one that's based on such treasured ideals. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a conversation that needs to be had. And if this is the only way, and so far it is the only way that the border states or the red states, which are so far on the receiving end, on the business end of mass immigration, that's the only way they've been able to get the Democrats, the blue states to the table, then yeah, it's not bullshit. It's, it's I don't desperate know. measures seems, for desperate it, times. It just seems man. to me you should be able to go, okay. Because they've been trying. I'm, Their social <clears throat> systems have been overwhelmed okay. for 30 years now. Okay. I don't know. seems to me before you do this, mm-hmm. thing, governor of Texas phones the mayor of Seattle, says, yep. listen, Here's the situation. Yeah. Here are the stats. And by the right. time you get to this point in the conversation, he's already talking to a Dalton. <laughs> if yeah. if you're telling your problem, me, Greg, not mine. Yeah. If that's how it happens, then I'm behind you. All right. Then fuck them. They had to kind of force the hand of. These I Northern, I do Northern not believe that that conversation was attempted. And I don't believe that that conversation, well, that conversation would have ended up in a dial tone, right? That conversation hasn't happened. Well, the fact that you think it wouldn't end up a dial tone, I think I want, don't want to use the N word, but naivety. Oh, naivety. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering. What... <laughs> but, but look, it, that conversation attempted to happen yeah. 25 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Right? Like that, this, we're talking. Okay. This conversation <clears throat> hasn't been constructed okay. since the late 90s. Yeah, okay. Right? So. Late nights, right? Year 2005. Okay, we had this conversation five, six years ago. This is what I said. These are the trends. Yeah. All right. We're not happy about this. Start. Let's start yeah. talking about this before it gets to 2023. And these are the projections. And this is what I'm going to do to you. Well, like we, in the Canadian context, um, I got to wrap this up here right away. Yeah, no. There, there were people who tried to have, in, in the European context, there were people who tried to have these conversations and they were immediately ostracized and pushed to the side. And I think that's where the populism came from. Or that, that gave birth to populism. And, and I'll define populism as um, something that the electorate wants to talk about but that is expressly and deliberately ignored by the mainstream political establishment. And that brings in your Bernie Sanders 
That brings in your Trump, that brings your AFD, that brings in your Vlam's Bloc, that brings in your Front National, that brings in your People's Party. Those guys then move into that vacuum because the mainstream of the, the political parties don't want to deal with it. Well, I think the mistake has been on the left and the woke. Again, they mm -hmm. just la, 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 ideally, and then characterizing everything as intolerance, right? You need to be able to have the rational conversation with the reasonable people, the moderates, right? And you're right. But <clears throat> because that's just, if you shut down the conversation, it doesn't occur. Yeah. Right. And, and Populism, on the up. other hand, that's always there. It's always waiting in the, in the wings. It's always waiting for some demagogue to come up and stir it up, right? I, I don't think it's, it's accurate to say, oh, because those who hold immigration as a sacred cow aren't allowing for the conversation that that's what creates populism. No, populism's always there. It's always got its cadre going mm -hmm. on, right? How I, do you define populism? it's grassroots it's ugly it's otherism it's uh emotional do you think populism can be bipartisan that can be left and right populism yeah there can be right it's it's generally it's chauvinistic see i think i think of populism as a neutral thing yeah kind of kind of like like more like violence is morally neutral it mm -hmm. depends on how it's wielded mm -hmm. right like so you know, and we say this about firearms, but so populism the same way, right? Like maybe, maybe the sentiment, the, the, the populist sentiment that's in your country at that point is ugly and you don't mm -hmm. want it gaining control. But at the other time, I mean, if like from our point of view, if the conservatives win the next election in the largest landslide in Canadian history, which remains to be seen, remains to be seen. But if polls were, if polls hold, right, it, that could happen. I'm not prepared to write off Trudeau just yet. Oh, well, no, he shouldn't. All. But him, Give him me staying... something else to vote for and I'll vote for it. <laughs> oh, God, that's something else we got to talk about. Not today. <laughs> I got to go. Maybe next time, just or just text me on this. Why in the hell are the Democrats so bound and determined to go with Biden? Oh, yeah, that's... That's, that's nuts! I well, don't get it. There's a, there's other there's other things on that, but again, we'll have to talk oh, yeah, about that later. For next week. Okay. Thanks everybody. Bye.